welcome to another episode of iPhone Life Podcast. I'm David Averbach, CEO and publisher of iPhone Life Magazine. I'm Sarah Kingsbury, senior web editor of iPhoneLife.com. Uh, Sarah and I today are going to be talking about the iPhone 6S, which was just announced today, which is really exciting, at least for me. Uh, Sarah is a little bit less excited, as we'll get into in a minute. Um, we're going to talk about, give you a little bit of roundup about the features, but mostly we're going to debate should you buy it. Uh, Sarah and I pretty much disagree on everything, so we thought, why don't we put that to good use as opposed to just disagreeing for no reason? And we're going to debate whether or not you should buy the iPhone 6S, which you should. Debate closed. No. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll get into that in a minute. Um, David's wrong. I was waiting for you to pipe in. I, I've never actually made a definitive statement before and not had you pipe in. So that felt nice. <laughs> Don't get used to it. <laughs> um, so uh, just one word of caution. We're only going to talk about the iPhone 6S tonight. We're going to have a follow-up podcast talking about the announcement as a whole, getting into Apple TV, getting into the iPad Pro. So stay tuned for that. Um, one other point, I'm in Las Vegas at Super Mobility uh, Conference and so we don't have the same setup we usually have. So if our sound quality isn't perfect, I apologize. Um, so let's start the show. Right before we get into it, though, I want to take a minute to tell you about iPhone Life Insider. iPhone Life Insider is the new program we just launched. We're really excited about it. Uh, you get daily video tips every day. We're going to send you a tip with a something how to save you some time. You get in-depth video guides. We just launched our guide on how to sell your iPhone, how to get a, what to do when you get a new iPhone, how to transfer your data, everything you need to know for right now. So if you want to check that out, make sure you subscribe to iPhoneLife.com insider. And make sure you do that before the end of the month because currently it's $4.99 a month. But at the end of this month, we're going to raise it to $9.99. So we have our special introductory half-off price. Make sure you check it out. Um, and let's get into it. All right, Sarah. So exciting announcement today. Um, yeah. So what what features were we looking at here? Well, I think the three biggest features of the new iPhones is uh, forced touch in the iPhone, which thankfully they changed to 3D touch. iPhone um, Life heard our prayers slash complaints. You mean Apple? Yes. <laughs> Apple well, heard our prayers? iPhone Life always hears my prayers, but Apple also heard them this time around. Yep. Uh, improved camera and uh, a really much faster processor. Processor, in case you hadn't noticed, Sarah gave it away being a Canadian. Um, <laughs> so yeah, let's let's talk first about uh, what is now 3D Touch. Is that what what does that mean? What does it look like now that we've seen it all? Well, in some ways, it's a bit like right clicking when you're using a computer because it, it brings up sort of secondary menus and other options. And depending on how hard you touch your screen, um, different things happen. Uh, Apple calls it peak and pop, where if you just press, you get a peak at something. And if you press harder, you can pop into that app. So, I mean, I think the two areas where I saw it used most effectively, um, I guess three areas where I saw it, and we'll probably get into this more in our debates, but number one, it seemed like it was used really effectively on the home screen. So before you launched an app, you could right-click and see what the app 
uh, where in the app you wanted to launch. Yeah, uh, you can choose specific actions. Like uh, I think it was Craig Federici and his emergency selfie. Yeah, just in case you need an emergency selfie. Um, <laughs> and then in email, that, that seemed to be the peak and pop moment where you could kind of press on it lightly to see what it looked like or, or read a preview of the email. And then you could pop into the email by pressing harder to actually respond or read the whole thing, right? Yeah, and can't you also swipe left or right to um, to do different things as well on the message itself? Yeah, I think so. And then the third area w- uh, was multitasking. So you could you didn't have multitasking like in iPad or now the iPad Pro, but it seemed like you had to switch between apps. You could now use I keep I still want to call it Force Touch, even though I hate the term for such but you can use 3d touch to switch between apps right um yes i believe so okay uh and then camera tell us what what did they announce today in terms of the cameras well the rear eyesight camera is finally 12 megapixels which really i mean it's exciting for iphone users but it's really just bringing the iphone in line with you know other smartphones out there and you you said Samsung is what, 15 megapixels? I think the um, Galaxy S6 has a 16 megapixel rear camera. And um, like the iPhone 6S will have, it also has a 5 megapixel front-facing camera. Okay. Now, one thing they talked about today, though, is they were saying something about adding pixels can degrade image quality, and they were really committed to not doing that. So I'm wondering if maybe they were implying that Android is doing that or Samsung is doing that. I mean, maybe, but they also said that they have 50% more pixels, so I don't know what they did to resolve that. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I think the com- I think basically pixels isn't everything, so we have to look and see what that picture's actually looked like. And, of course, they looked good for them, but I'm curious to see kind of independent third-party comparisons. Uh, right. Front-facing camera, the retina flash, what is that? That's where basically using your retina display, it becomes three times brighter when you take a selfie and acts as a flash. And supposedly it's going to adjust to your ambient lighting so that it will match it. It'll be interesting to see how that works in practice. Mm -hmm. But either way, I mean, it seems like certainly it'll make uh, selfies much better in low light, right? I, I would imagine so. I mean, Apple definitely is promoting the idea that both the front and rear-facing camera will be much better in low light. Okay, and then the last thing in cameras, live photos. What What is a live photo? Um, basically, your camera catches the moment right before you take the picture and right after. And I guess if you use 3D Touch to press on the picture, you basically see a little movement like if you take a picture of water you might see it rippling or you know like leaves you might see the wind blowing through them okay I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll avoid launching into whether or not that's cool because i have a feeling that's a point i'm not yeah. gonna win in our debate <laughs> <laughs> um and then uh, we also forgot to mention 4k video oh yeah thank you 4k video um which was expected yeah and then the processor we know a9 chip a uh, 64-bit processor. What does that mean in terms of actual comparisons? How much faster are we talking here? Well, it's supposed to be 90% faster for graphics, which would be great for gamers, and 70% faster for computing. Okay, so a lot faster. 
yeah, hugely faster. And they said something, I'm trying to remember the stat now off the top of my head, but they said in the last five years it had gotten 22 times faster or something like that. I think I missed that part of the announcement, but oh, okay. right. I mean, an insane amount faster. Um, so, and then the last thing that was a bit of a surprise, at least for me, was they announced a new pricing structure. Or Apple will lease you an iPhone now? Yeah, basically, because I think a lot of, like every carrier but AT&T has abandoned the two-year contract, um, and so you do just monthly payments. Apple will now lease you an iPhone for $32 a month, and that includes, well, it starts at 32 and that includes Apple Care Plus, and then you will be able to get a new iPhone every year. But, of course, keep in mind that you're leasing it, which means, you know, at the end of the year, you don't get to sell it. You just return it to Apple and get the next one. So I've been at a conference all day, and I haven't been dying to get to a spreadsheet to crunch these numbers. Have you read anything online about whether, like, it's that's a good deal? Um, the main thing I've heard, I haven't heard whether it's a good deal or not, except for that it's a really good deal for Apple, because <laughs> if you can upgrade every year for the same price that you're paying just for your payment plan, then, you know, Apple gets to sell more people a new phone every year. This is true. And then Apple actually gets the phone back and can resell it to other people, presumably, right? Exactly. It, it's pretty sweet for them, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. So stay tuned. I promise I will crunch these numbers on a spreadsheet and reveal them in an upcoming podcast to see if it's better for you, the consumer, because um, that's what we care about. Apple's doing just fine. Thank you very much. Um, okay. So a few other features here. Faster Touch ID faster Wi-Fi, uh, it seemed like they said like twice as fast Wi-Fi? Yeah, I think that's right. That's crazy. Uh, advanced LTE, they said twice as fast as well, um, which yeah. remains to be seen if those things actually work in practice. Like, do are there routers that work twice as fast as that? How does that work? Have you read anything? Um, well, I knew it will depend on your router, which means most of us will have to upgrade our routers. And then, of course, you have to live somewhere where carrier offers you know lte advance so so apple gets to sell you a really fast router now <laughs> <laughs> um and then pre-orders uh start what uh september 12th yep september and it, 12th and then you can buy them in stores assuming they're in stock on the 25th of september okay great okay so that's it for our review of what the iphone is and now the million dollar question sarah are you gonna buy an iphone 6s I think I'm going to skip this upgrade. It's just, you know, some of the new features are cool, but they're not exciting enough to upgrade, you know, from what is basically already a really awesome phone. You know, it's funny because I was in our last podcast, I was complaining that, oh, none of these features are that exciting. I don't think it's that big of a deal. And then I watched it and the entire time I was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. I want to buy it. Um, so I'm <laughs> definitely going to get a new one. Uh, and I think part of what excited me about it is that I feel like I was complaining in the last podcast about Apple doing a lot of sizzle features, features that aren't actually going to be important in everyday life. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and now I disagree. I feel like these features are going to make the user experience a lot better. Uh, so starting with 3D Touch, first of all, changing the name to 3D Touch really helps my user experience. Um, yeah, except for then they did peak and pop 
trademark. So probably because <laughs> Snap, Snap, Crackle, and Pop were already trademarked or something. Yeah, or it's like they put the Snap, Crackle, and Pop dudes in your in your phone. In your phone. <laughs> um, yeah, something like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they so they the geniuses of marketing fixed one thing and, and ruined another name for us. Peak and Pop. Uh, but I feel like. Uh, you don't think that's valuable? I, I feel like as I'm, uh, as I was watching all of their shortcuts, all their faster ways of using my their phone, it seemed like they was gonna save me seconds every time I used my phone, and that to me is like way more important than uh, some of these features that might be sound nice in marketing, like a 12 megapixel camera. You know, I mean, I do have to agree with you that 3D Touch. Oh, I'm so glad it's not force touch anymore. <laughs> 3D touch is awesome. And it's funny writing the daily tips or, you know, editing them and assigning them. I know that people's favorite tips are the ones that save you like one step in like one second or half a second. And, and so there is a sort of like quiet delight that I experience when I figure out a new faster way to do things. But, you know, I can wait a year and, and get because I feel like Apple fully updates the phone every two years. I can totally wait two years to get the full upgrade. I wonder though, how much better can they make the seven? Like, is it can they make it thinner? Can they make it sexier? Like, it seems like it's a mature product now. It doesn't. Is it going to get? You don't much think thinner? rose gold is sexier, David? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I was laughing so hard when Donna said she was excited about it, and I saw it. I was like, oh. I actually really like that. <laughs> you know, it's just so pink. I wish it was just slightly more gold, and then I might like it. It's just too pink. I was watching, to be honest, I had to watch the announcement on my iPhone because I was at a conference, so I didn't get the full glory shot of the iPhone 6S rose gold. Is it really pink? Like, could it's I pull so it off? Pink. It's so pink. I think, yeah, it's, you could. I mean... I think you are one of the few guys who can really like pull off pink. I, I can rock pink. You're just saying that because of my salmon shirt I wear all the time, right? I like salmon. I think you can rock salmon. I think you can rock pink. Um, and I will enjoy making fun of you while you do it. <laughs> I mean, I would make fun of you no matter what color your iPhone is. I have nothing against guys with pink, but it would just be an excuse. Nice clarification there. Um, so rose gold, you're, are you, so you don't, you don't care about rose gold. You wouldn't buy a rose gold phone. No, I I mean, I think I'm allergic to pink at this point. I have two daughters (laughs) and we had so much pink clothing in our house. I had to do like a dark wash, a light wash and a pink wash. So I'm just, I'm just done with pink. Okay. And 3d touch is not enough to convince you saving seconds off your day. Isn't worth the seven, 800 bucks. I believe I will really like 3D Touch when I get the iPhone 7. Okay. And you you genuinely believe that they're going to make the iPhone 7 way more attractive? Like, what is iPhone 7 going to have that makes it better than the iPhone 6S? I don't know, David. I'm going to have to wait a couple weeks for the iPhone 7 rumors to start. And then <laughs> I, know. I know. Probably tomorrow they start. Actually, I already saw an iPhone 7. Like, Well, I saw an Apple in 2016 post. I didn't read it, but... I saw the headline and I was like, wow, it's just been a couple hours and there's already like predicting what Apple is going to like give us next year. It never ends. Yeah, I have no idea. It seems like it seems like this time around 
there's not a lot of features that were like, oh, we didn't get it this time. We'll get it next time. I think that's why I want to upgrade. I don't know. What what didn't we get this time that we were hoping? Was there anything in the rumors that we didn't get? No. I mean, I feel like the rumors weren't that exciting. I feel like the rumors last time were so exciting. Like, oh, my God, Apple Pay and all those things. They were so exciting. But this time, the rumors weren't really exciting. And there was really nothing surprising. And... And maybe that's why I'm not interested in the new phone because it was just seemed like a very basic upgrade. I mean, 3D Touch is cool. I enjoy it on my I enjoy it on my Apple Watch, but it just seems like a pretty basic upgrade in some ways. And the camera, you you're not trying to fix your terrible photography. <laughs> David, I don't think a really good camera will fix my terrible <laughs> photography. Unfortunately, if I were really into photography, I mean, I know um, another of our editors, uh, Rayan Slay. She is so excited about this iPhone. So she's going to get of it. The camp. Yeah. She's definitely going to get it. Yeah. She, just I because tried to camera. get her to come in and do the podcast with us just so she could talk about how awesome the camera is. Um, <laughs> was there, I mean, awesome. was it just the 12 megapixels? What was it that she thought was so exciting? Um, I think, you know, the, yeah, it was the 12 megapixels. It was the, um, the better panorama you know, like a wider panorama. Um, I'm looking at my notes. I'm trying to see. I thought I wrote down exactly how many megapixels were in those new wider panoramas, but I guess I didn't. Um, So yeah, Rayanne was very excited about the camera. And if I were a person who was into photography, I think I might consider upgrading. I mean, I know you're into photography, so Maybe that's another reason for you. Yeah, and that's nice. I mean, I'm excited for the for the camera for photography, but honestly, I feel like I feel like we do the camera a, a disservice by talking about it as for photographers because really, especially photographers, honestly, are gonna use an SLR. the The camera on the iPhone, it's for capturing everyday life. It's for capturing moments of your kids, capturing moments of your vacation. I mean, you don't need to, they don't need to be artistic. You know what I mean? Don't, don't you, don't no, you really care don't about know. your daughters, Sarah? <laughs> no, I mean, no, I do care about my daughters, but if I, if my husband did not take pictures of them, we wouldn't actually have any pictures of them. Okay. The so... only reason I took a picture of my daughter on the first day of school this year is because she was a senior and so it's my last chance. <laughs> but I mean, so, so that's not significant to you is you don't take enough photos and your husband already has a 15 megapixel camera, right? Because as we revealed in the last podcast, he's an Android Mixed user. Marriage. <laughs> Mixed marriage. Oh. <laughs> uh, I went home between, you know, getting all of our posts up about the announcement and kind of just to relax and maybe study up for this uh, podcast. But I spent the whole time debating whether the new iPhone was even like, you know, as good as the Samsung, which of course it's much better, but he did not agree. <laughs> um, and I, I'm scared to bring this up because I don't think this helps my debate. Live photos, that doesn't excite you at all? I think that my kids will really enjoy stealing my phone if I were to get it and taking live photos of themselves. <laughs> I feel like it'll be entertainment. Like, Like whenever you watch somebody, you know, you know how when somebody goes to take a photo and then they end up accidentally taking a video, those are really funny. There's not like a lot of artistry there. They're not something you want to cherish forever, though, right? Yeah. I mean, actually, my younger daughter often takes pictures of herself on my phone. And, you know, you take those burst photos 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you like scroll through them really fast, it's kind of like the live photos. Mm-hmm. And so you can see like if she's like making faces and they are pretty funny. Um, so, but I mean, really, is that worth, I mean, that's like, that, that is gimmicky. I was, I mean, and it doesn't, fun, doesn't, gimmicky. yeah, it, it's a little gimmicky. And doesn't Samsung have that already? I could have sworn I saw that feature on Samsung. I, I don't know. I actually, I avoid discussing Samsung with my husband, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the other thing to me that I think is a really big deal for the same reason is the processor. And by same reason, I mean it's a big deal because it makes everything faster. Everything you're going to try to do on your iPhone is just going to be that much faster. Uh, you know, and when you were watching, especially when you are watching the 3D Touch, it popped up so quickly. You switched from apps so quickly. And I have to feel like some of that is due to the fact that uh, the processor is so fast. Well, I'll have to wait and play with your new phone before I'm totally convinced. <laughs> well, I mean, first of all, I don't play like graphic heavy games. I'm not really a gamer. You got me hooked on 2048, but that's pretty much it. It doesn't take much graphics. No, not not at all. And then, I mean, 70% faster is for computing is so much faster. But then like the iPhone is so fast at some point, doesn't it just get like not that noticeable? I Yeah, I don't know. That I'm, I'm curious to see that too. It, it, are we already fast enough? When I was watching it in... Obviously, it's a demo, so they're gonna make it really fast. Mm-hmm. It felt, it looked faster. It did. I was, I was like, the, the, things were just really snappy. So I don't know. Yeah, although I mean, the, the only gaming demonstrations they had were for the Apple TV. Uh, n- no, they did one of the gamings with Force Touch, I think, and they were talking. It was, uh, I remember because it, it was really stressful. They had like the aliens fighting the zombies, and they were shooting everybody. And I remember thinking, "This game looks too crazy for me." I missed that. <laughs> I was I was actually editing a blog post and trying to like watch the iPhone part of the announcement while taking notes. It was so I may have missed something. Okay, it it was a stressful part of the announcement. I was watching it and feeling overwhelmed. So. <laughs> Um, Even on your tiny iPhone screen? Uh, no, at that point we actually switched and went into a room where they're projecting on a big screen. Unfortunately, I wish it, I had been able to view it on a smaller screen. It would have been less stressful. So are you, <laughs> you're one of those people who gets like stressed out by other people's games? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> All right, I'll confess I am too. <laughs> and we were, I mean, I was, the whole thing was stressful. We were running back and forth between rooms trying to like find where it was projecting and not miss any of the important announcements while I yeah. was live tweeting at the same time. It, it, it was it was an eventful event, so to speak. Um, yeah. And then I guess, I mean, the other stuff doesn't sound that important. Uh, um, faster touch ID. Uh, it seems like it, it seems like all these little things are going to save you a little bit of time, which adds up. Yeah, I mean, I feel like when Touch ID first came out, it was kind of annoying. Like, it didn't always work, and you had to have your finger just right, and if your hand was, like, slightly wet. But I feel like with the just software updates, they kind of took care of all of my problems. It really is so fast now already. Yeah, I'll be curious I mean, to see how much I faster it works. it would be annoying to actually, like, accidentally um, <laughs> unlock your phone. Like, if you're trying to... In iOS 9, there's going to be this cool thing where you can enable Apple Pay from your home screen, like your lock screen, by double-clicking your home button. So I 
often accidentally bring that up, but what if I were trying to bring it up on purpose and I accidentally unlocked my phone instead? That would be annoying. So you think it's possible the Touch ID is too fast? Who knows? I'm just speculating. (laughs) (laughs) You're just being a hater at this point. Let's call it what it is. I like telling you that you're wrong, David. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, our listeners aren't there in our editorial meetings, but a lot of our meeting is like just me telling David that he's wrong. Fortunately, on this side, I think on this one, I think I'm on the side of the listeners being that we're iPhone Life magazine and people get pretty excited about their iPhones. (laughs) That's true. No wonder you were so happy to take the pro iPhone stand. (laughs) It was a winning it was a winning debate. Um, I guess I, I, I may let you win this one just, just to be nice. Every once in a while, I have to let you win. Every once in a while. So let me ask you this. What what could they have done? What, what, what would they have added that would have made you want to buy it? I don't even know. I mean, I, I think I felt like you did um, during our last podcast, which was none of these features were that exciting. And But I don't even know what would have been so exciting because I feel like at some point there's – it's hard to improve it enough that it makes a difference. Like, you know, at some point adding more megapixels to a camera doesn't do anything really. And at some point making something twice as fast doesn't really do anything noticeable to me because I can only move so fast. So basically it's not that they necessarily missed anything in particular. It's more that you're just not going to be somebody that buys your buys a phone every year moving forward because the phones are already good enough. Yeah, I think so. I, I don't think that there's really a point in buying a phone when I have a phone that's really awesome. I mean, I think probably by the time the next phone comes out, I'll be excited just because, I mean, assuming that they can, I don't know how much better they can make it every time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll oh, have to, we'll oh, have to do this debate next time. I just one thing I really wanted. Oh, yeah? I want them to get rid of the 16 gigabyte base. Oh, yeah. Storage capacity. It's crazy. Like, why do they still have it? Especially if you can do 4K video on your iPhone. Like, Yeah, 4K video with 16 gigabytes is a disaster. I mean, who would buy that? I'm not a power. I wouldn't call myself a power user of my iPhone. I have some music. I have... I have like a fairly minimal number of apps. I'm pretty ruthless about deleting apps I don't use on a regular basis. And I have a 16 gigabyte phone because I just didn't want to wait, which was so silly. Um, And it it was a mistake. It's really, it's too small. Yeah, and 64 is like too big. You need a 32 gig and they don't have it. It's really sad. The other thing that I was hoping for now, now that you're mentioning things we were hoping for, waterproof. It seems like oh, they right. have the technology to make it waterproof, and it seems like the type of thing that would make a really big difference in terms of the everyday use. I am so klutzy. I mean, and and I'm just, I would have I would have gotten it if there if it were waterproof. Really, that really that would have been the factor that did it. Yeah, I mean, I've never dropped my iPhone in a puddle, but that's just because I was lucky. I you one know, time I've dropped it a lot. I one time was riding my moped. And the my phone fell out of my pocket in from my moped going like thirty miles an hour into a puddle, <laughs> uh, but it survived. So I guess Apple's doing something right. <laughs> it's probably more waterproof than we realize, but I certainly wouldn't experiment with it. I mean, sometimes yeah, you know, I would watch in the shower, but I certainly wouldn't attempt anything remotely like that with my Apple Watch. 
I'm uh, sorry, my iPhone. The Apple Watch, I, I've gotten over my fear of water with. I mean, I, I went swimming this weekend with the Apple Watch, and I, I was, Dude, I was okay. Who is it that's coming out with the waterproof? Is it Catalyst? They're making a waterproof iPhone, I'm not, sorry, Apple Watch case? Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's waterproof enough. I mean, I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm living dangerously, but I, I went underwater. I did the whole thing, and it was okay. All righty then. For the record, I had the waterproof speaker with me, in, in when I was playing, I was playing music from my Apple Watch in a lake. It was pretty amazing. That does sound fun. It was worth it. Although I did discover, fun fact for you, Bluetooth does not travel underwater. If I put my Apple Watch underwater, the music stopped. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you about that. No, it didn't work. So okay. how, oh, so you, were you just like hanging out in the lake with your hand above water the whole time? I, oh, I, I had a, if, if we're really tube. getting into my weekend, I had a floating noodle. I had a beer in one hand and I had my floating speaker and I was just laying in the lake. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a good weekend. It, it was very nice. Weekend. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for asking. I, I hope our readers are really enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they were like, I really wonder what David Offerbach did this weekend. Yep, that was my weekend. Now uh-huh. Um, so real quick before we wrap this up, I know we're going to get into a podcast of all this stuff. Um, but real quick, iPad pro, are you a fan? Are you pro iPad pro? You know, I, I almost wanted to change this debate from, should you get the iPhone to like, cause I need a new computer. And so should I get the iPad pro or should I get a MacBook? And what, what would you have answered that? I, I don't know yet. I haven't decided. I would really have to look at, because the thing is, I don't use a laptop that often. Um, but when I do, it's always for work um, when I'm like working remotely or something. So I need something that can handle those tasks, but then could be sort of what I usually use a tablet for, which would be just, you know, watching movies or reading or whatever. Maybe in that debate, I'll take the con. I'm really skeptical of the iPad Pro. I think that I think that they're marketing an iPad for professionals, but professionals need a computer for what they're doing. Like I can't, like the keyboard helps, but it's it's not enough to be like multitasking at the level you do when you're working compared to like yeah. when you're just consuming content and an iPad's perfect. You know, I think I'm, I'm <laughs> I don't know how good of a debate this would have been because I think I would take the con too because once you buy an iPad with enough storage, and you buy the smart keyboard and, oh, my God, the Apple Pencil. I hate that name so much. <laughs> you buy those things, um, you might as well buy a MacBook. I mean. It, yeah, exactly. I mean, at least, a, at least a MacBook Air or something. It was over $1,000. That was insane. Yeah, and, and they're so light and portable and, you know, I mean, they really should be making. I mean, my daughter has a PC or, you know, a laptop and. It has a touch screen, so it's kind of, and the keyboard can fold back, so it's, I mean, I guess they're sort of, you know, copying Microsoft and the Surface Pro or whatever it's called. Well, I mean, the keyboard was definitely copying Microsoft. Oh, my God. It was exactly yeah. Microsoft. Yeah. My, yeah. So I, think I, my, I think my favorite part of the announcement was when they said, when we think about productivity, we think of Microsoft. I was like, oh, my God. Did well, Apple just say it. that? Well, oh, <laughs> that, that, never compliment Microsoft. That's like rule number one of any Apple announcement. Never say a nice thing about Microsoft. Well, 
Steve Jobs has been gone for a while, so I guess it's okay now. Oh, oh my God. But yeah, I feel like instead of making the iPad more like a computer, they should make laptops, they should give it some of the iPad features instead because we really, you you have to have a laptop, you have to have a phone. You can do without an iPad, and I know maybe they're trying to save that product category, but really they just need to make laptops well, more see, like iPads. I love my iPad. I think it has a great place between an iPhone and a laptop, but that place is not for professional use. And so trying to make an iPad more professional makes it less useful to me. Like I want a cheaper iPad, like four or $500 that I can like browse the internet on when I'm lying in bed and it's perfect for that. But it's kind of the whole point of the iPad, isn't it? To like do shit on your online. Taking bed. advantage of our explicit rating there for swear word of the podcast. <laughs> I was almost Sarah not going <laughs> to, I was almost not going to do it. People don't realize I swear all the time, but I've, I was almost not going to do it, but then I was like, hey, David chose explicit. I'm just going to say it. I somehow have managed to avoid swearing, so I'm going to come out and say, fuck the Apple Pencil. I am so angry that they have done a stylus. Apple should not do styluses. What are they doing? I, I think it could be useful for some people. At least it's not like a standard accessory. They're not saying you have to have this. They're yeah. saying, here's this cool option. It just felt like they were trying to be Microsoft. And why Apple's so cool. Why are they trying to be Microsoft? Even Bill Gates said that, you know, Apple's, or at least Steve Jobs was cooler than him. I mean, <laughs> even Bill Gates acknowledged it. Bill Gates is a brilliant, brilliant man, but cool is not a word anybody would use to describe him. All right, last question for you. Apple's TV, I know you were, we, you were thinking about maybe getting one. Were you excited about the Apple TV? Yeah, I was. I I think it would be really cool. I mean, I feel like everyone in my family would get a lot of use out of that. We'd probably have to buy a couple just so that, you know, I could use an Apple TV and my kids could go play games in the other room. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll get into another podcast. I think Apple hit a home run with that product. I was like blown away. Yeah, I, I was. that was one part of the announcement I was actually really excited about with the Apple TV. Yeah, and I think the thing I was most excited about actually was the user interface. It just seemed like they, they got it. It's the first time I've seen uh, somebody really do a great user interface for TV where you could actually use some of the advanced things by saying, you know, show me a movie with Sean Connery, a James Bond movie with Sean Connery, or what did she say? I thought that was so cool. And it went back and showed you what she said. I don't know. I was yeah, blown was away great. by Apple TV. I'm buying one on day one. When's Apple TV coming out? I missed that part. Oh, um, I believe it's October. All right. All right. Well, I think that's it for today's podcast. I think tune in next week. We'll have at least one podcast, maybe two, talking about Apple TV and iPad Pro. Um, so thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. And once again, if you haven't gotten a chance yet, go to iphonelife.com slash insider. Uh, Sarah, any other parting thoughts for us? No, I think that's it. Um, I think don't buy the iPhone success just so that I can be right. <laughs> Clearly, I won this round. I'm David Auerbach, cha <laughs> champion of the iPhone debate. Thanks so much, guys. All right. Have a good night, everyone. Okay.